Welcome to The Unapologetic Woman. I'm your host, Pyle Berry. With over a decade of a blended experience in clinical psychology and global leadership development, I've dedicated my career and life purpose to empower women to believe I deserve a seat at the table and it's about damn time. But how do you create synergy between who you are and how you lead? On this podcast, we address that inner critic holding you back, release narratives that no longer serve you, and explore how to use your leadership platform to make an impact around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Simply put, I cut out the bullshit. I'm here to share inspiration, practical tips, and have challenging conversations with other badass individuals who are shifting the narrative for all women. So let's stop apologizing for who we are and rise together as the unapologetic woman. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Unapologetic Woman. This episode is beyond special. It means the world to me because today I'm introducing to you five women that have been the most incredible, resilient, and biggest support system that I've had in my life in different phases, chapters of my life that I've collectively brought together. And this started actually during COVID last year. We're all stuck indoors. We have nowhere to go. Who do we rely on? Well, I was told to do the 21-day meditation through Deepak Chopra. I did it with the whole group. And I decided that I wanted to continue this 21-day meditation and bring it with a collective set of women that I love. And I did. And we created a WhatsApp group. And I brought five women together who don't know each other at all, never before met. And we started this process, which has now evolved into something more magical than I could have ever considered or thought. And that is a group of fierce women. And these fierce women, we come together every month and it evolved from the 21 day meditation to having monthly themes that we worked through, whether it's anxiety, setting boundaries, self-love, everything. And now it's evolved to another stage. And what's the interesting part is besides me actually knowing each one of these women as one of my bestest and closest friends, none of these women have actually met each other, but it's created this bond that is just so magical that I can't even describe. So as one of my last episodes in The Unapologetic Woman for this year, I felt what better than to bring these group of women who I connect with on a monthly basis to uplift me, to uplift each other, and to grow together on this episode today. So with that, I want to introduce you to the five women, and actually I should say four today on this episode. One of them is out there being a badass in her job and working, but The four women who are able to join me today are Trusha, Sonal, Caroline, and Simran. And each one of these women have played such a vital place in my life. Simran, who I've known since we were in high school, going into college, and Caroline from grad school, who's become my little sister. Trusha, who was my soul sister that didn't even want to be friends with me at first, actually. We'll talk about that later. And Sonal, who is my Capricorn soul sister and one of the most special, precious friends that I've made in my time in Chicago that I can't even imagine my life without. So with that, welcome, ladies, and thank you for joining me here as the Unapologetic Women, each one of you, on this episode. 
Hello. Thanks for having us. This is so, so exciting. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. And, you know, I shared a little bit already about how this group formed during COVID. But I want to ask you guys, you know, when we started this group together and all of us, by the way, just to let you know, everyone was, you know, someone's in Florida, one's in California, one's in Texas, one's in Chicago. We're spread apart everywhere. What made you want to be a part of a group of women that you did not even know before and step outside of your boundaries of your own social groups that you have? That's a really good question, actually, Pyle, because it is so hard making connections. We all know from COVID virtually. And I think it's even harder to trust people as you get older in life with these really delicate concepts, right? Like we're talking, I mean, we met to talk about meditation and what we needed to solve, which is basically us admitting things we're struggling with and unpacking that, right? And like putting our vulnerabilities out there to essentially four, five people that we really just don't know except for you. So I think it's been amazing how you've been a common thread and kind of kept us feeling safe in this space. But I think, you know, having the group be so open and responsive and just being like, in our corner, because we all are struggling and just having that support. And we still haven't met. It's really been phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. I think the fact that like, we were supposed to have a annual, it's got pushed off because of COVID and everything. And, but the bonds that have created, like granted, I brought it together, but the bonds that have created outside of me now are just incredible. And I'd love to hear, you know, like, Trisha, what are your thoughts on coming into this group where you didn't know anyone really and being part of something that's, like I said, a strangers, like Simran said. Yeah. So I think the reason initially that I joined the 21 day meditation is because I wanted to challenge myself to commit to something. And I feel like as human beings, it's really hard to say you're going to do something and then continuously do it and make it into a habit. So it was a personal challenge for me just to be able to opt into it and then stay committed because it was 21 days of probably 10 to 15 minutes of exercises and activities. But throughout that, I just felt like the exercises and the meditations themselves were just so deep and fulfilling for me in the moment. And I couldn't wait to meet the rest of the women because I thought in my mind, if I think this is cool and I'm staying committed to this, like who are these badass women that are doing the same thing? You know, we're in the same mindset when it comes to that. And I just was really thankful, one, that I knew you and two, that, you know, there are not a lot of people in my life that I feel like I can have these like deep and real spiritual conversations with. And so Pyle, I know you and I from years ago, even though I wasn't sure that I want to be friends with you before meeting you, but now I can't imagine my life without you. Obviously. I'm so, (laughs) I'm thankful for it because who knew that, you know, our connection would just form into this really beautiful, you know, spiritual bond that we have. And now that we share with these other women, I mean, it's just bewildering to me because how often, like someone was saying, how often do you meet strangers that you actually become friends with and feel safe with? Psychological safety is a real thing. And just opening up with those vulnerabilities is just really priceless, I think. Yeah, that's so important. And by the way, everyone, she didn't want to be friends with me, not because I wasn't cool, but because I was new to Chicago. She had her <laughs> own set of friends already. And I was like, who is this girl? Who? Why do I need to be friends with her? And then she, you're never going to let it down. (laughs) But then we met and it's exactly what she said. It's like, it was this instant connection. And I think that's, what's so powerful about each one of you in this group is that there's 
this openness and there's this empathy that exists within each one of you and this desire to grow and also truly shift away from that negativity, the toxic that we may be engaging with when it comes to work, when it comes to other people, but then have a space where we're just really uplifting each other. I want to hear from, you know, Sonal and Caroline as well. Like, you know, what is that like for you to share a space with other women and why do you keep it going? Like it's been, it's actually been over a year now. It's been 14 months of us doing this. What is it that keeps you going to be part of this group? I think initially, so I'm naturally an introvert, so I don't like go up to a big crowd of people and like start making friends, but Kyle, you being the common thread there and we share such a special bond and have such a trusting relationship. I think that helped me. Like if you trust someone, then I automatically trust them too. And self-growth and development is so important to me. So to meet other women who also value that equally, I thought was a really great way to connect with like-minded people. I didn't even really think of turning into and evolving into something where we would develop such close emotional and spiritual connections, but more so just we can, you know, learn from each other, which we did, but then there was so much vulnerability, openness. It was such a non-judgmental space that it allowed us to share some of our like just deepest vulnerabilities with each other. And that continues to create more space for, for openness, for learning and growth. And it creates an even deeper understanding of, for me anyways, of myself. I know we're like all clapping or like, wow, like that, <laughs> we really felt that one, you know, for sure. Caroline, what do you think? How do I follow that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely echo what someone said. And, you know, I think it's huge because like Kyle has been a sister to me. I know that. And knowing that people in her circle are so sacred to her opened up for me as well. But being able to do the 21 day challenge starting out, I love a good challenge. So I was like, bring it on. But being able to continue it, I think is so special that we are able to bond, especially as we get older, it's a little bit harder to make friends or really connect with people that are also uplifting and supporting one another because you hear about women supporting women, but that's not always the case. And I think with Kyle, like I know just how she is with her friends and meeting all of these incredible women through Zoom and through this challenge, it just made me feel so safe and secure. But also I think when one's vulnerable, the other can be vulnerable as well if it, the space is safe and open. And like Sonal was saying too, and everyone else is just that personal development piece is so key. I think as we're always growing and learning in relation to others, because we can learn so much by ourselves, but being able to like be able to speak it out, be able to have that feedback and feel safe and have the space of being able to have that reciprocated as well. Being able to know that what I'm saying, I'm not going to be judged or shamed and just really being heard and seen and understood. And I feel like every single one of these women in this group has done that for myself, but I've seen it happen. And every time everyone's sharing, and I think it's just such a beautiful thing. And I'm grateful to be a part of this journey with all of these women and will continue to have this bond. So much love. I love it. And the reason I brought all of you on is because I hear this a lot with women who are always looking for community that are seeking that and sometimes feeling frustrated about, you know, that you have social friends that you grow up with, or you went to college with, or that are your work friends. 
but not everyone can fulfill you in everything. And so how do you find that peace, right? Of that spiritual connection of being that vulnerable of opening up. And what I find really also magical is just about connecting with the fact that each one of us is in very different places. And I don't just mean like location wise. I mean, like Simran is the only married friend who's in this group. You know, Trusha, you're in a serious relationship, but you and Sonal are in that nine to five jobs. And Mm -hmm. Simran, you've had multiple moves since you've been part of this, as well as Caroline. You know, you and I are entrepreneurs and it changes the dynamic. It changes these perspectives that we're bringing in. And, you know, sometimes I know for myself, because I know each one of you individually, I know the context and the backstory of things. But then when you open up in this space, it's so different with the way that you share it. And at times I notice that I try to step back because I want to hear how the other women who may not know you as well as I do can share a perspective that is may not be as colored as the one that I may have. So I'm curious about, you know, how has this group for each one of you, how has this group and what we talk about? And, you know, when I say to the audience that we talk about vulnerable things, I'm talking about people opening up about parts of their lives that they have not yet publicly shared or opening up about something so dark, something so deep that, you know, it was the first time you're even opening it up to yourself and to do it in, in this space. It just, it's one of those things where it naturally happens. I know that that happened for me just a few weeks ago where I opened up about something where I realized this internal self conversation I was having with myself that I was able to finally be like, no, stop it. But it didn't happen until I really shared it here. So I'm curious from all of you, you know, and whoever wants to share first, but how has being part of this group, sharing yourself here change the way that you may interact socially with your family, with your friends and with other parts of your life and work even? I love that question. And I think the value that this group has given me, that's given me the ability to really be present and show up for my family, my boyfriend, my best friends, you know, my family overseas is just actually being a space where I can just let it out. And it's just, you know, that open space that you can just say what is on your mind and really just be naked for a lack of better words, you know, and I think being able to have the support system with even though we are in different places in our lives and locations, we all have that common bond that we were and are still, you know, craving that personal development and connection with other like minded women, especially and this group gave that to me in, during a time where I didn't even realize I needed it. And so, you know, my family's going through a lot. There's just so much happening that I just felt like it was a safe space. And this group reminded me the importance of boundary setting. It reminded me the importance of just being true to myself, really putting my mental health first. Because if I can't, if I'm burnt out, I can't show up for the people who I love and need me the most right now. And then also the ability to take what I've learned from this and sharing that with some of my other friends and family who are going through the similar struggles as well, and just kind of paying it forward in that way. And so, you know, I always say that Houston is my safe spot because that's where I live. You know, my boyfriend and my friends there are like my comfort because life does get really stressful. And just having this group in addition to my existing army of people is just a very incredible thing. And just being able to learn, being able to give, being able to receive, 
being able to just actively listen and build trust with all of you women has really put me in a position to be the best woman I can be to my family when they need me the most. So thank you ladies for that. Awesome. And what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's funny as I'm hearing Trusha, that's amazing, by the way, Trusha, how much, you know, this community has supported you with everything you're going through. So that's just a beautiful sentiment. But as I think about myself, you know, I've struggled personally with like anxiety and just having that affect different aspects of my life. And I felt like it was unraveling, not just, I think for me being married and I have that dynamic is sometimes your partner bears a brunt of it and you're burnt out. You know, you have long working days or personal things happening and you're just not your best self. And I think I had that aha moment of, I have to learn. Cause I think we discussed it in our group, setting boundaries and bringing your best self in all aspects of our lives. So it's not just about showing up and doing great for 12 hours on zoom calls. Cause it's also about the people that matter, right? The people that make you feel full and that give you that value. So it's helped me become a better at calling boundaries defining relationships that really matter to me and investing in the right way. I think really pivoting on, you know what, my personal life is so much more important at the end of the day. Like it made me realize what my priorities were and they were not balanced. So I think it's made me a better partner and a better friend. I don't know if all the ladies in this group can attest if I'm a better person yet, but I think from when I started to where I am, I feel like a better balanced person. Wow. That's really powerful. I can test to that, Simran. So Yay, you got, you got my validation. <laughs> You're definitely more open and vulnerable as the weeks and months have gone on. So kudos to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I would you. definitely agree with that. And, you know, I feel like there's been this sense of closeness where initially I wouldn't have felt comfortable maybe talking to you ladies outside of our monthly chats, but I now do. And I'm like super excited for when we actually meet in person. So, you know, I think something that I really loved is just everyone in this group is like just such a strong person who has so much depth to them. So learning from everyone's strengths and being able to apply them to myself is just something that I try to do like in just having known each one of you over the course of the last 14 months, I'm always like, okay, you know, these are Trusha's strengths, Simran's strengths, Pyle's strengths, Caroline's strengths. Like what would Trusha do in this scenario or what would Pyle do or something like that? And that tends to be just really helpful for me as I'm navigating challenging situations, helps me see a situation from another person's perspective almost. And then something else, you know, I have layers of vulnerability depending on who I'm interacting with. And beyond a certain level, it's really, really difficult to tap into that super deep layer of vulnerability that you maybe don't even open up to yourself. So being something that has slowly opened up in the group and sharing and not feeling that sense of shame from sharing, uh, you know, some deep vulnerabilities has helped me release some of that just in my day-to-day life and in my relationships. Definitely continues to be a work in progress, (laughs) but I'm happy with where I've come so far with it. So thank you to all of you for allowing that space. Just wiping the tears off my eyes right now. Just (laughs) so proud, so happy. I can't see you, Trisha. <laughs> speaking, speaking of tears, you know, this is something that I don't know if any of the audience knows this. A few of you know this here. Simran probably the best that I'm not 
really the biggest crier in certain situations. I do mm-hmm. cry when it comes to like, you know, personal stuff, but like, mm-hmm. for example, everyone here that, you know, for the listeners probably cries when it's like American Idol and you've got a sob story going or there's, you know, one of those shows and they're coming on and there's like that emotional music going or that show or the movie. And I've been told many times that line from friends to Chandler, like you're dead inside because I tend to go at that with, oh, well, you know, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, well, of course he's going to be upset about that because X, Y, Z happened to him when he was a little kid. So it's always like, where are your emotions? And I will say that in the last 14 months, I don't know what you ladies have done to me, but now I cry at every show I watch. Before <laughs> it was only on Shark Tank <laughs> and hearing about people investing their money. And then I'd be like, oh my God, look at what they did. And now it's every sob story. I'm like holding back tears. And I'm like, it's because of these women <laughs> made me a crier. <laughs> they broke you down. You have, but I also think of that as you've opened up a layer of vulnerability in me that I may have been shutting off that I didn't even realize, you know, I, I think I've always kind of gone into things and maybe it's from the psychology background or the analytical background, but I've always gone into things with, well, yeah, that makes sense. Like, well, this is, you know, X and that's where Y comes from. And so, well, of course you're gonna be upset. And that's how I kind of take things into without having to get so emotionally involved to the point of getting exhausted by it. But now I definitely have opened that layer up where I feel so deeply to a level that I've never experienced before. And I really do believe it's because of the vulnerability in this group that, you know, again, like I've known each one of you for, you know, whether it's like 20 years to five years, but by knowing each one of you the way that I do, but in this group, I feel like I'm getting to know you differently and I'm seeing sides of you that, you know, it's actually challenging my own perception of who I think you are because I know you in a certain lens and through a certain social situation and seeing you participate in this, it's making me also realize, wow, okay, there's a different side of Simran that I may not have otherwise considered before. And now I'm hearing it and it's, making me also realize how our narratives are continuously shifting and changing. And they're not always going to be what it was from 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And I think that's what's so beautiful about having such openness is that, you know, it's really shifting us away from that black and white thinking of you are this. So that is why you engage in this. And instead taking a step back and be like, wow, you know, this is what life is like at this stage in our life, right? most of us being in our late thirties, a couple that may not be yet there yet, but you know, waiting for you to get here, but it's really validating the fact that our narratives are continuously shifting and it's okay that it does. Like it's okay that the version of who each one of us are is not going to be the version in maybe another 14 months down the line. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I think we're always evolving relationships are always evolving and it's important to be able to just see people as people and not see them as black and white and not see them as fixed personality traits. It just helps, I think, have better relationships, be more forgiving, be more loving. So yeah, I totally agree with that and definitely appreciate that a lot. I know I've had a hard time with that specific thing 
in dating. I don't have as much of a trouble with that in my personal relationships like with family and friends, because, you know, just, I almost love my friends and family unconditionally. But when it comes to dating, I just see people as very fixed people. And I have a hard time shifting that narrative. So that'll continue to be a work in progress. I think it's interesting, Pyle, what you mentioned about vulnerability. And I think that's a common thread we all have is like, for you, you had to become or you've noticed this new vulnerable side. And I think hearing from each of the ladies here, it made me think a little bit about like, kind of in a good way, like what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? And really like having that self-reflection to call out, you know, maybe I am doing this well, because sometimes, you know, as any woman of color, I do suffer from imposter syndrome. So it did help me in this group. It was okay to be vulnerable and still be like a badass. And I think that's something we struggle really calling out, like saying, I'm struggling. And then, but I'm still good at these things. So it was really nice to be able to say like, okay, so maybe I suffer from these problems or I'm really struggling with this concept, but I'm still an unapologetic woman and I can still like kick ass in the things that I am good at. But these are just things that I have to continue to work on and everyone has that list. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that because, you know, I think that one thing that we struggle with is that we'll say like, you're resilient, you're strong, you're this. And then there's becomes this pressure that because I'm strong, because I'm resilient, that I can't break down, that I'm not allowed to show this, you know, I don't even want to use the word weaker because it's not weaker. It's actually stronger to show your vulnerability, but that, you know, I can be strong, I can be resilient. And in the same time, I can be soft and I can ask for help and it's okay. It doesn't mean one or the other. And I think that was so well said, Simran, because I think it's something that in just our human DNA in general, we tend to swing from one side of the pendulum to the other side of the pendulum. So it's either we have to be really, really strong or you're really, really weak. And there's nothing in this between. And that's where that word and becomes Mm -hmm. so powerful. I was just going to say that. I was like, and you can be both. And I think just to what everybody has been saying, I think it's going back to that vulnerability piece, knowing like what your question was earlier, Pyle, was about being able to share the dark side of what we've been going through in this group and being able to not, and I mentioned it already, but being shamed and feeling guilty or things that we've done in our past or that have happened to us or anything along those lines, whether it's our fault or not. And, you know, I shared something with this group that I have not shared publicly yet. And I'm not going to yet. (laughs) You'll have to wait. (laughs) But I think the biggest thing is being received with so much love and compassion And that's something I had to learn for myself is compassion. But being in this group, I just felt it so strongly that everybody was just there to support. And no matter what we've been through, we can still be strong. We can still be resilient, but we can also feel our feelings and they are 110% valid no matter what they are and being able to lean into those. But having a group like this has been so influential in my life. I know everyone else has spoken about it too, but being able to just own what we've been through but still being the unapologetic women that we are and also going through everything we have gone through and still coming out through the light. And I think I just wanted to add that for right now because I think it's so important what everybody has been saying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, gosh, everyone's just bringing up so much. Like I think that what was so special about this group is like having started during COVID and coming together a time where, you know, you otherwise wouldn't have, you know, we'd be busy with doing everything else, you know, let life keep going So what's the point of coming together in this space? And 
the fact that even with things opening up, this group didn't disintegrate. You know, in fact, we had a chance to say, hey, guys, should we put this on break and go handle life? And the response was no. Let's keep it going. Let's change the way that we're interacting with each other. But we're going to keep this going. And I think that is just shows the strength of the collective that, you know, this is a space where you can share what we're not going to share publicly and, you know, or just life changes that are happening, you know, in this group alone, Simran, myself, well, no, Trisha had already moved, but Simran, myself and Caroline all moved to different states and started fresh again. And, you know, they're different cities and having all of this to be with each other when, you know, these big changes happen. And like Simran was saying earlier that you have a partner, you have, you know, Trisha, you're going through a lot with your family and there's all these things happening externally. And it's so easy to just take it out on them at times because you're just so frustrated and they're the ones who are there, but yet then having the space to come back to and be like, okay, how do I want to hold myself accountable? And how are you ladies going to hold me accountable? And I think that was something that's so special is that when we're sharing anything in that monthly call that we have, or even in our text group, that's changed from WhatsApp to Voxer to iMessage. And, you know, we keep evolving. And I think it's just so special because it's like, I know for me that whenever I'm thinking about a moment that I want to celebrate a win that's happened or some aha moment, this is the first group that I want to message in more so than even the other group chats I may be going on with other friends. But here is like where I want to be like, guess what just happened? And because of exactly what Caroline said, it's going to be received well. And that reminds me of like what Brene Brown says, right? Is that vulnerability is important. Vulnerability is great but it's good when you have it in a safe group. So the idea of having vulnerability isn't just about sharing it with anyone and everyone because then you'll experience more shame, but it's finding those key people that are there judgment-free and are going to say, okay, bring it on. You know, we might be hard on you. We might be soft on you, but we don't know. We'll figure it out. But there isn't any holding back. And I think that's really, really special. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I'm a very open person. I'm an open book for the most part. So I didn't have any issues or trouble opening up. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in my life that is just private and will obviously like never get shared. But one thing I want to just compliment all the women on and everybody, all the humans out in the world is that vulnerability can show up in different ways. It can be you just opening up verbally and saying something, you know, that you just really need to get off your chest, or it can be in your actions, it can be in your emotions. And so just being aware that vulnerability is not just, you know, it's not black or white, it can come up in like a myriad of different ways and honoring that and understanding how it shows up for you as an individual, I think is really important. And I think that's one thing that I learned is, you know, I can be vulnerable in the way that I communicate with my words. But this group and just, you know, different relationships that I've had that have evolved in the last few years have really helped and given me that safe space to open up emotionally as well. So I can talk all day about my feelings and everything, but it's, you know, showing the sadness or showing excitement or, well, I'm always happy, but it's just more of those like sad feelings that like, you know, I've just become stronger about revealing those versus just saying like, you know, I feel sad. I'm showing it more. And I think that this group has really continued to support me in that way. So I can just be more true and authentic to myself. 
So Trisha, I think that's so valid. So you just said how like you're a happy person, you're a positive person and sadness is hard for you. This is something I think we touched on even a few weeks ago where like sadness is so important, you know, and that difference between positive versus like how someone may need to just be sad and how can you be there for them even when you want to see the positive and everything. And so how can you be there for someone who's like, no, I don't want to be positive right now. I want to be sad. I want to be frustrated. And that's been something that you've been dealing with and you've brought to this group. Yeah. My brother, who is one of the strongest men I know, actually brought that up with me. And, you know, he's talking about toxic positivity. In my brain, I'm always glass half full. I'm always really optimistic. You know, I'm like my dad in that way, where it just is just how my brain operates. But I do find that positivity, in my opinion, is equated to gratitude. And so in those sad moments, maybe I'm saying, like, let's think more positive, but it's a gratitude of like, what the situation is or isn't, you know, it could be a lot worse. Let's be thankful that we're not at that stage yet and just really be in this moment right now. And so being able to kind of shift that perspective and connect positivity with gratitude is where my head naturally goes. But yeah, I mean, toxic positivity definitely is a thing. And it really gave me the kind of a light bulb moment to kind of look more into myself in that sense and kind of, you know, just reflect a little bit on it. Still a work in progress on that for sure. But yeah, definitely something that's on my mind for sure. What do you think that being part of this group and just being able to just let that out, for example, or just other things that we've talked about, how do you think that each one of the girls, the strengths in this group, you know, that you've been able to rely on and be like, oh, like, and someone mentioned this earlier, right? That sometimes she'll think about like, oh, how would Trisha handle this? Or how would Simran handle this? How would Caroline handle this? So what is it that, you know, if you were to think of a moment, think of a time where you're just like, wow, like, you know, this particular person in this group who I never knew before helped me through something I was going through. You know, I'm curious if like any of you are able to kind of like think of that moment or share that moment or share what some of those strengths are from this group. Each of us, it's really hard. I don't have it. I'm going to be honest. I don't have a clear, like, Hey, I really learned this from this person. But what I do find is that everyone in this group has been not just open, but we've been able to like really understand that sometimes life is hard and it's okay. Like it's okay to beat yourself up. And I think giving each of us that grace to kind of be like, this is crap. And why am I so down about this? Why can't I get back up? I know we've talked about that a lot, but I feel like each person on this call has been like, no, me too. And like, sometimes you just need someone in your corner to agree with you. So you don't feel like you're just blowing things out of proportion and you're just not always negative. I think that for me has really stood out of like, okay, the universe isn't against any of us. It's maybe something greater. And we're actually being ahead of the curve by trying to address our own mental health. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I know I had said the thing about the comment about, you know, just focusing on the strengths that I've seen every individual have in the group. And I think with each one of you guys that I've seen, so they're all different in the strengths that I've seen come through. For example, I feel like whenever Simran speaks, I think there's so much clarity and thought. I feel like Simran, you have this ability to just like silence outside noise and really focus in on and explain you know, your thought process, understand your own thought process so well. It's just so impressive to me. So I love that. And I feel like that's something that I struggle with sometimes because I'm like, oh, I'll have like a million thoughts racing in my mind at the same time. (laughs) So, you know, I think about Simran in that moment 
in that moment. Or like when I think of Trusha, it is so impressive, A, how you set boundaries. And we last year had that month where we talked about gratitude and gratitude and positivity. And I think it is super impressive that even through difficult moments in life, which we all have, you manage to stay positive. And, you know, it's not from what I've seen, I haven't seen toxic positivity. I've seen resilience and just being able to set boundaries. I think as a a South Asian woman, that's something I think we all struggle with. We've all been raised to not have boundaries. Boundary setting is almost like punished. So I think that is dare you care about your own needs. (laughs) Exactly. That is super impressive. Thank you. And Caroline, I think you just knowing exactly what you want, what makes you happy and following that and chasing that and moving to Colorado and feeling one with what you do, where you are and having the courage to do all of that in just like, you're like, I'm just going to get up and move and I'm going to do this (laughs) is also just really, really impressive. And with your business, like, I think it, it takes a lot of courage to have your own business and to put yourself out there for the entire world to see. So that's really impressive. And last but not least, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, Sonal understood the assignment. Girl, you are making us all look bad, but this is so amazing. I know, I need to play that song. She understood the assignment. Girl, you showed (laughs) up. I'm just dead right now. She delivered. (laughs) Yeah, I'm literally in tears with what you just said because it was so wonderful. Good job. No, I mean, like seriously, I'm always just like, And maybe it comes from a place of like a little bit of like self-criticism because I'm just like, wow, like this person is so amazing. I want this quality of theirs. I want to be as good as them in this particular area or whatever it may be. And I think we're all focused on like self-growth and, you know, all of that. But Pyle, I feel like, you know, just it's been like this life-changing experience of mine in getting to know you. I think you have been such a great incredible influence in my life. I have become a more vulnerable person in all of my relationships. I've even had family members tell me that, oh, I've noticed a shift in you in just how you, you know, communicate and in your overall attitude. I feel like I've learned so, so, so much from you. And I'm just so grateful for our friendship and this group. Wow. She really did understand so the those are, I, I it, wasn't, it wasn't just lip service earlier when I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. But you all have incredible strengths. And that was really nice, Tonal. Thank you for sharing. I don't even know like how to follow that. I'll just say <laughs> ditto, 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 ditto across, <laughs> across the board. <laughs> this is what happens in our sessions. We literally have someone who says something really well, and then we just all go silent. We're like, all right, well, there's <laughs> that. Thank you for saying everything that we've been feeling, but didn't know how to articulate. So no, I mean, I have to return the favor in terms of like, just, you know, the compassion that you bring and not just here, but whenever someone puts something in our text thread and share something, you know, we'll be like, wow, that's so great. Congratulations. Fantastic. And then you come back with this like epic paragraph with this beautiful sentiment and you can just feel the empath in you. It's not even something that, you know, is like, oh yeah, she has empathy. It's like, okay, 
that's sonal, synonymous with empathy. Like it truly is, you know how to put yourself in this situation. And one thing I will say is that even though empathy is what my business is all about, I've had to really learn how to extend that empathy in places that I don't want to. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned from Sonal is that, especially in moments where I was really frustrated and I really didn't want to, but she truly does embody that no judgment. Like, it's like, everything is gray. Sure. There's no right or wrong. Like this works and that works too. And I'm like, no, there is a right way and it's my way. And she will continue that patience of just really helping to understand how, you know, the way that we grow up, the way that our environment is, who they are. And there's such a kindness in the way that you see others. And that is something that, you know, I know it's a work in progress for you and it's for us and just women collectively, like you said, like South Asian women and Caroline, the honorary South Asian, you know, woman here, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it truly is that that self-criticism is such a big part of growing up. And when being a South Asian, being also someone that really is very centered around family being really important, it can be really hard to work on boundaries and work on removing that shame around self-criticism or that anxiety when we're continuously interacting with the environment that created it in the first place. And so that's something that I feel like we all continue to share and support each other and learn from each other. And again, I've seen it through all of you. And I know that for me, when I look at each one of you, it's less of kind of like what Simran said, where it's like not necessarily a person that I think about, but it's definitely been more of a moment. Like when Caroline, you shared that really big information, which I already knew from way before, but you shared it here. And the way that you shared it, it gave me the courage to be able to share something two weeks later when I was in a really down space. I don't know how open I would have been about that unless you were courageous enough to share that here, even though everyone here is people that I've known forever and, you know, is new to you, it still opened that door for me to be more courageous. So it's definitely this incredible experience where, you know, for any listeners that are out there that are listening to this, the reason that I had everyone here today to talk about, you know, not just to like love on each other, <laughs> but really to show you that, you know, it may be that one friend that you have, but it may be that one random stranger that you connect with that you just don't know what that bond can turn out to be. And to give yourself a chance to give new relationships a chance because something truly magical could come out of this. Something very like I consider this like a lifetime treasure and it's not something I can fully describe to my other friends. And to be honest, I don't really share it with my other friends openly. I mean, <laughs> I'm an extremist, obviously, right? I don't share it with other friends, but here I am blasting it on podcast. But that's where, you know, it's just really that space of knowing that, you know, if you are feeling like, I don't know how to connect with my social group, I don't know how to connect with the women at my workplace, but you know that there's a one person that you have in your life that you can really deepen your spiritual connection with, go for it, take that chance because you don't know what else that door will open for you. And that's just what happened here. This was literally a moment where it was like, ooh, let's do this 21-day meditation and see what goes and what happens. And it turned into, hey, let's keep this going. 
And now let's evolve it into doing a month on gratitude. And since Trusha is the woman who has really mastered that space, it was her month, you know, a month on boundaries, a month on, you know, anxiety and all of that. And now it's evolved to the space where we come together and there's no theme, but there's a, Hey, what's everyone going through and how can I support you? And we've created this accountability, which again, it's just the fact that we haven't met in person yet after 14 months, and it still keeps that momentum going to me just shows the strength that can happen when you open yourself up to a group of women that you're in alignment with. Mic drop. Mic <laughs> drop. Drop Absolutely. all the mic. Boom. <laughs> Even with a cold, I got it. <laughs> That's right. Nothing holds you back. Fierce. <laughs> yes. Unapologetic. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I haven't really shared with the podcast community yet, and I shared it with you guys 30 seconds before we recorded is that the reason I also brought you on is because this is one of the last episodes with the podcast as the unapologetic woman. And I'll be sharing this slowly, but my business and everything is kind of evolving and it's evolving, expanding into an incredible space and space where I've been holding on to for 10 years, but wasn't, didn't have the courage to move into that space. And this group has helped me build that strength to go there. But I wanted you guys to be on here as one of that, because to me, each one of you holds that space as an unapologetic woman with being able to come share something very intimate, something very private, bring completely different perspectives. And each one of you having such different personalities, different life agendas, you know, all of that, and being able to connect with each other in different ways. It was really important that as the unapologetic woman is closing this part of you know the chapter of my business, and I'll share more in the next episode. So make sure you listen to that one. But in this one, you know, it's really that I wanted to bring on the women who I consider to be the unapologetic woman in my life. And so with that, I want to ask each one of you, what does the unapologetic woman mean to you? And who is that in your life? what the unapologetic woman means to me is a woman who is authentically herself at whatever point in her life that she's in, whatever day she's having. And the person who I feel that really defines that to me is my mom. And she has always been a very outspoken, powerful Indian woman. She has dementia now. And I feel like with her dementia, she has had some insecurities. She has lost a lot of confidence. But even through those changes that she's going through, she's still unapologetically herself. And she'll let us know, like, I'm feeling this way because of this. And sometimes she's challenged and she's like, I don't know, but I'm feeling really sad right now. And so she's just who she is and who she's feeling, like whatever she's feeling in that moment, she just is. And it has really taught me to be patient. It's taught me to really ask open-ended questions and kind of help her get to an understanding and be more calm for sure. And I think that she's my mom. So of course she like drives me crazy, you know, absolutely. But I mean, I love her. And I think that she has come a long way. And especially, you know, she, even with dementia, is a full-time caregiver for my father. And who knew that somebody with dementia, she's fully capable of caring for him. And it's just mind blowing to me, her attention to detail, how meticulous she is, 
and the care that and love that she has for him is just really beautiful to see this love story evolve to the phase of life that they're in right now and to see them bicker and to see them still like argue and fight you know and because they both complement each other really well but she just is the definition of the unapologetic woman to me and on the days where she's driving me crazy I will use this moment to be thankful for her and I am in true Trisha fashion, finding gratitude always. <laughs> I think for me, the unapologetic woman is someone who is fearless, courageous, most importantly to Trisha's point, authentic. And I think it's really hard to find who this is in my life because I've had varying levels of female leaders where I would say they were a little mean to me and I just don't necessarily feel like I looked up to anyone, but I definitely got it more from like an external environment when I hear, for example, people speak or when I hear TED Talks or, you know, even like the work, you know, you're doing pile on bringing together like leadership traits and how to overcome and coach women through that, right? That's when you really reflect on those type of relationships. So I don't have anyone in my personal life. I think it would be more kind of going into like, the celebrity sphere of like people that really rock. I mean, Michelle Obama stands out obviously right now in my head because she just like really, if you read her book, emulates everything that I just said and owns it. And I am trying to work a little more on like owning who I am authentically and just being like, yeah, well, that's who I am. And I think she does that really well. Yeah. So well said. She's definitely one of my, like, I read that book and I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I like just get out of bed. I'm like ready to go. I'm like, yeah, I got this world. And then Two seconds later, I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix. I think that's really well said, Simran. And, and I think that's an important point also to make is that it doesn't necessarily always is someone in your personal life. It can be someone that you look up to that may be a little removed, but they just have exactly what it is that builds that motivation and momentum within you to like what you want to aspire to be and also just start to love yourself in a different way. So thanks for sharing that, Simran. I love what you shared, Simran, because I do think there's so many amazing women out there that are just powerhouses. And what it means unapologetically to me is just everything that has been said, but being authentic, being true to who you are and not letting anything get in that way of you just shining your light as bright as possible while helping others shine theirs. So for me, there's so many different individuals that just shine so bright, but one of them that you might not even realize it. One of my best friends from childhood is 110% herself unapologetically, no matter what wild and crazy. And I love her to death, but she has really helped me throughout my entire life. Really just own who I am as well. No matter what I know, there was no judgment, just an open environment, but also just owning who she is and every action she takes and not holding back from that or judging herself. And that's something that I really truly look up to. So it's not something I think she even realizes, but it's something that I really can see from her, but it just helps me shine my light too. And that's what I think is so beautiful when we can be unapologetically ourselves, but really allowing everybody to shine and shine bright because we all deserve that space. That's awesome. I hope she listens to this podcast. I mean, I totally agree with what all of you have said. The first word that comes to my mind when I think of the unapologetic woman is someone who's authentic, someone who's authentic, someone who is able to go against the grain, even when it doesn't agree with the majority, someone who is, you know, just kind and 
continues to grow and evolve, isn't like bullheaded about their authenticity to the point that they stop growing. And I feel like that is like all of these traits are such a difficult ideal for any human to just live up to that. I feel like we all have it in us. We all have moments of it in us. And then we have moments that we're not that way. Yeah. So, you know, I can't say that there's one particular person that I absolutely think of in that, but I feel like we all have our moments. There are times where I see it come through in different people and something that I absolutely love seeing. And it's very just brings a lot of energy, good energy in a setting when you do see that. So thanks for stealing exactly what I was going to say, Sunil. <laughs> no. Sorry, I, I, I stole your script. <laughs> I broke into your laptop. <laughs> no, I mean, that's how you write Capricorns think alike. I think what all of you have said is, and this is what I love about this question, you know, I've asked it for every person I've interviewed and every single person has a different response to it. And I think that what they are really sharing is a part of who they are and they're reflecting it in somebody else, but it's truly when you're looking at the traits of someone else or, you know, this vision that you have, it's truly also insightful for me to see, because I believe very firmly that it's the qualities that this person is either seeking to have within themselves or has it, but has, doesn't realize to tap into it because it's truly there. You know, we mirror and we look at people for their negatives as well as for their positive qualities that typically are mirrored back into us. And so what each one of you have described is beautiful. And I couldn't imagine ending the Unapologetic Woman podcast, which is not ending. I shouldn't use that word because it's just changing its name. But for this to be in a place where you've collectively come together and share that, because that's the one thing that I truly believe. I really believe that every woman, every person actually has an unapologetic woman in them because unapologetic woman doesn't necessarily mean that they're strong and they're resilient and they're everything in my eyes, unapologetic woman means someone who just acknowledges that she is human and she is going to have moments where she's going to make mistakes, where she's going to be angry, where she may be judgmental, where she is going to be soft and kind and empathic, but recognizes that she's human. She's not a superwoman. She's not a evil person intentionally, but these are all pieces of her past, her journey, people she's met, society, whatever it may be that surrounded her and created who she is today. And she has an opportunity to continue working on that narrative and owning it in a way that's true to her and not necessarily that is defined by society or family or culture. But she can say, yeah, there are days where I'm not nice, you know, and that's okay. You know, that that's the one thing where it's like, my business and my work may be about empathy, but I don't have empathy all the time. <laughs> there are days where it's a challenge and that's okay. And I recognize that, right? Just like all of us. So I wanted to thank all of you for coming here today, for being here with me. And I want listeners, if there's one thing to take away from all of this and are talking about vulnerability and openness and having like six strangers come together and keep it going is that you just never know how your path to vulnerability, how your openness, how you're going to evolve. So if you just keep that in mind of saying that, how can this interaction with this one person potentially change the way that I may perceive something? It may actually help us collectively as a society 
to care for each other a little bit more, to have more empathy in the world and to think less from a place of what's in it for me and more from a place of what's in it for us. So thank you ladies for being a part of my journey, for helping me learn how to cry, for helping me also evolve in ways that I didn't think was possible and for allowing me to be part of your journeys and for each other to be part of each other's journeys. And I can't wait for us to actually get together in person and have that weekend where we can celebrate, you know, all the triumphs that we have come across and the ones that we are getting ready to face. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having us, Pete. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to The Unapologetic Woman. If you like what you heard today, then please subscribe so you'll get real-time updates when I post a new episode. And if you really believe that others should be hearing this, then leave a rating or review this episode so others can find it too. And if there's something you'd really love for me to cover or highlight, then head over to my Instagram account at Pileberry. DM me to let me know. I'm all ears. If you want free resources, practical tips, and inspirational stories that I share with my clients, visit pileberry.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You'll get them all. Until then, take a moment to celebrate your journey, reflect, and be ready to embrace your next epiphany.